This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code takes that chance 10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 on a field down on the opening day of the Premier League. One two wicket from the. Here's Moy right footed. 1 0 on a field down. Lindelof misses his header. De Poitras in. Round to Heya. 2 0 on a field down. 2 0 on a field down. Here's Sanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! And Tommins scores! Tommins has scored one of the most important goals of Huddersfield Town's history. De Plattras forward. De Plattras got the better. Yes! And Laurent De Plattras scores! Laurent De Plattras scores! So hello, welcome to the warm-up episode 13. Uh, joining me, your host, Brady Frost, is uh, just Mr. Chris Markham. Chris, how are you? Just me, mate, tonight. I'm sorry for everyone out there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, all, it's all good, mate. All, all good in the hood. How very white of you. Um, yeah, it was, uh, well, you know, you said, I'd say just. It's, it's always good to have you on. And, uh, well, you know, we'll take we'll the piss out of myself now, Chris. It appears Town did as well at the weekend as my intro did on last week's pod. So uh, I'm sure you'll love the opportunity to take the mick out of me. <laughs> Not too bad today, mate. Just the just Chris Markham will do, yeah. <laughs> need need Matt back if you're out there, mate. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's it's fun this because I mean the last time it was just two of us. It was that first live show. Do you remember when we, everyone else got cut off and it was just me and you? We'd well, just like that, mate, before. that was a lot more fluid than this. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Okay. Well, you know, enough of the niceties. Anyway, let's move on to. Um, 
to the game. So we've got a midweek game um, against Millwall at home. So I thought I'd just tell a little bit about it, seeing as, uh, as there's two yeah. of us. We're going to have to do some heavy lifting. So um, Millwall is 16th from the table uh, with 26 points, um, which is quite surprising, really, when you think they just narrowly missed out on the playoffs last season. Um, what's quite interesting about this game, obviously, we're a preview pod, but um, Watford was a bit of a disappointed one. This seems like a good game, um, really a good home game, because they're actually in the bottom three in the form table in the last mm-hmm. 10 games. And they've only won one of their last eight away games. So uh, if you're feeling kind of doom and gloomy, it sounds like it's a good side to to play. I mean, Chris, what, what, how are you feeling about the match? Yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Straight after that Watford game, um, you know, as you say, one win in the last 12 and like one away win. But if you look at they've had five wins this season, four of them have been away from home. And actually, they're not doing... If you look at the season as a whole, the last... They're seventh in the away form table, so they've won four, drawn four, lost four. And I do think playing away from home, as that would indicate, probably suits Gary Rowett's style more than anything. So I think it could be one that maybe it is a nice one on paper and obviously our home record, but just with our little injury crisis and a few other bits, um, it could be it could be an interesting one. Um, maybe not as straightforward. I think it's going to be low scoring, which <laughs> maybe not what we want to hear. A nice Jan- dour January low scoring game on a on a Wednesday night. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think it's it's something where um, where where we're going to have to look to make a quick start. I think because the longer it goes on against the Gary Rowett team, and he can get behind the ball and get organised, and he obviously likes to be out of possession and then hit on the counter attack, play for a few set players. The longer we, you know, the, the sooner we don't score. Um, I think will obviously play against us and and into their hands. The the other thing about that is they have. I was looking at this. This is random. They've only scored two in the first thirty minutes all season. Right. And they've only scored two in 12 first halves away from home. So if we make a, if we can make this easy for ourselves, we have a good start, I think. I mean, we, we have done that recently as well, haven't we, to be fair? Mm, yeah, yeah. It started, well, yeah, it's, it's funny where we talk about Millwall, but like you said, we have, we have started quite well. But it's interesting because obviously we've we played them already this season. I was kind of doing a bit of research and... I think the actually the three nil win we had away at the Den was probably the most complete performance I think Towns had this season. Really, um, yeah. you had a couple of hairy moments when I look back, but overall it was it was quite comfortable. Really, um, mm. did you obviously we kind of go to you for a bit of last game analysis, Chris? Did you did you manage to have a quick look, or I can I can bore everyone with some things I picked up. <laughs> I had a bit of a look just at the highlights. It wasn't one that I watched, or if I did, it wasn't too memorable. I remember, obviously, it was... Um, it, was that when Lewis O'Brien was captain? No, that was last season. I can't remember who was, was captain season, for yeah. this one. But, yeah, yeah. Um, this Lewis O'Brien scored in this, so I thought That's you'd, right. you'd remember this one. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's obviously... Um, it, it, like you say, it was a complete performance um, from from looking back at the bits that I have seen. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, it, it's games like this where that first goal is crucial. And like you said, there's been a few games recently where I know on Saturday as well, just gone when we mentioned we previewed Watford, we were thinking, you know, who's going to make that first mistake? Who's going to make that first bit of magic? And in the Watford home game that we won, it was them that made the first mistake. In the away game that we lost, it was us that made the first mistake. And I think that's what it's like here. I think you've got to, 
in this league, it's so fine. So, that, like you said, there were a few hairy moments in that Millwall away game, but we managed to come through them, and we were the team that you know took the initiative. So, I think it'll be pretty much similar to that in in this one. But yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think because because there's there's less of us this week, um, it's probably worth touching on it a bit more. Um, a couple of things stood out to me. Um, Diakabi actually had quite a good game. Um, looking back, he, he had the knockdown for a, a, an assist for Karoma, and um, another another person was uh, I thought Pritchard played quite well. To be fair, yeah. um, obviously again it doesn't look like either of those players are fit, but um, yeah, like I say, a bit of an interesting one. And like you say, on paper um, could be a good game to kind of well first win in twenty twenty one really. So yeah, um, so. So we'll see. I mean, we'll kind of move on to to key players for Millwall. Really, is there anyone you you think we kind of need to watch out for? I know we've mentioned been in a bad bad run, but like you say, in this league, anything can happen. Yeah, definitely. I think um, without without taking um, you know the obvious ones, um, I think you know their centre backs are always. When I look at the the, the two centre backs, they've got Cooper and Hutchinson and. They're big, strong, physical lads. And obviously, Gary Rowett's team, big, strong, physical, well-organised team. So, it's not, not a surprise. So, I think that that combative area of the pitch is obviously going to be a bit where, you know, could be a long night for Fraser Campbell if he's the one that's being flogged again. And I think, though, so from a defensive point of view, it'll be interesting because Millwall are a team, so they've, they've really changed it up this season between 3-4-3 and then 4-4-1-1. And I must admit, if someone says to me, a Gary Rowett team, I think of a 4-4-2, 4-4-1-1, being able to be well-organised, disciplined, out of shape, two banks of four. Whereas, just don't think I quite see that from them in the 3-4-3, um, which is interesting. I watched the game back from the weekend against Forest, and you can hear, because oh, there's no fans in, you can hear a lot of what the managers are saying, which is quite interesting. And particularly Rowett, he seemed to be having to do a lot of touchline coaching, getting players up to the ball and just, especially out of possession, just didn't seem as more assured as he normally maybe is on the touchline. Um, so I think that's that's an interesting one. Um, so that's probably my out of possession synopsis uh, for them. So yeah, I'd, I'd say the centre-backs and then in possession. Have you got anyone who, who stands out for you? Well, you kind of touched on... Um... Um, who I was going to mention, but Jake Cooper, who I'm a, I'm yeah. a big fan of, um, maybe because we're, we're the same height. But um, yeah, he's he's a big defender, he's a threat at set pieces. He's not had his best season um, this season, but I think just just because, again, the kind of injuries we've had and the weak weakness we're having defensively, you know, he's going to be a real threat at, um, at you know, their corners and, like you say, free kicks and any set pieces. But um, it's quite interesting you mentioned about Gary Rowett because... Um, uh, I was chatting to a Millwall fan and he, he is under pressure a little bit at the moment because things aren't yeah. going well. So you were talking about how you heard him a lot. It seems like the pressure is getting to him from what I was told, you know, contesting every decision, a bit more vocal, a bit more angry. So, you know, again, when a manager is under pressure, hopefully um, we can kind of add to that really from a town perspective. Yeah, for definite. It's some, one of them in it, like, obviously they had a great season last season when he took over. You, if you know, it was an unbelievable end to last season for him, really probably got expectations too high. You see that quite a lot, don't you? Um, but obviously, like I said, we've focused on them as being this obdurate out of possession side. In possession for me, Jed Wallace is obviously their, essentially their one-man team at the minute um, in terms of the top scorer, creates the most shots, has the most shots, has the most crosses. 
He has got decent delivery from set pieces along with a couple of others. So Jed Wallace has obviously been there a while, plays every week. He's the first name on the team sheet, almost getting towards being Mr. Millwall. So he's obviously another right winger that, that that's interested, another wide player. And then just one more player that I've got, obviously, like you said, normally there'd be more, so there'd be more of us to discuss this. So mm. I think Ryan Woods, um, I really like Ryan Woods. I liked him. He played against us for uh, for Brentford a few times in the promote beginning, of the, uh, but particularly beginning of the promotion season. Former Shrewsbury, and he's just a really busy, busy player. Um, you know, he's he's one of those. He gets on the ball the most for them. He's not. He is energetic. He's not the biggest. You know, so phys- you know, he's not the most physical. But obviously, they've got players around him that make up for that. So. Yeah, from an offensive side of the of the ball, I do think that's where um, you know keep it seems keep Jed Wallace quiet, keep them quiet. Um, how who have you got down for for Towns? I'm interested to see who you're thinking with Towns Towns best players this week. Well, it's a bit of a tough one, but I, I do agree. You know, I've not watched Millwall loads this season, but when Jed Wallace isn't on it, they tend to not be on it. So, um, yeah. like you say, he is, he is Mr. Talisman for them. So, let, let's hope he's kept quiet, really. It was tricky for town because, I mean, got so many injuries at the moment. I know you don't want to use that as an excuse. And I had a bit of a to-do with a, a fan online at the weekend about it. But it is really hard to look at who's going to be a key player. So, I've actually gone for um, a player who's kind of, I think, irked us in the past, really. But we, we know his quality. I've gone for Bakuna. I think... I will admit he's been a bit solid recently, if not it's solid, but not spe- too spectacular. Um, yeah. And I think if we're going to get anything from this game, just because of kind of the injuries that we keep banging on about, I think we need him to do something a bit special, really. Um, and I think this, he tends to be a player that's really, if we think of his time at town, like great, probably one in every 10 games. So I'm hoping that that's that get this game, really, um, because we all know what he's capable of when he's on it. Um, so yeah, I've gone for him. But what about you, Chris? Who do you think is gonna gonna be? A I think um, obviously with with uh, Millwall and Rowett being a direct side, you know the direct whether it's a four a three four three or a four four two four four one one, whether it's Zahor up front who's um, a big strong lad, obviously as people know him from Cardiff, or Matt Smith who he's there's no one better in the air in this league, probably in all the football league in terms Fair of enough. you know. You know, just such a threat up there. You know, it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but really effective at what he does. I really look at that style, and it's the first real direct, strong, feisty, like, you know, typical old school championship, more like that these young centre backs have faced. You know, we had a spell earlier in the season, didn't we, where we played a few of the direct teams, but we tended mm-hmm. to have, you know, we, we were at pretty much full strength at centre back then. We, you know, with it was Steam and Shindy, Saar, we, we had options. This is, you know, I could choose either of the two centre-backs, certainly the two youthful ones. I think it's going to be a huge test for them because, you know, if if you're looking at our team at the minute, it's the gaping hole, isn't it? It's the the Mm -hmm. obvious one where there's a lack of experience and, you know, someone like Gary Rowett is going to have a game plan for that. So it wouldn't surprise me if he actually went 4-4-2 rather than 4-4-1-1 and just played direct, so straight up to those those two centre-backs of ours. Um, which I think is, you know, I could pick either of them or pick both of them, since Matt's not here, I'll pick his. <laughs> and, yeah, so that, that for me is, is going to be crucial. No, it's interesting. And I wanted to ask you, actually, again, because we're doing, doing the format a little bit differently for this one, but um, 
Critchlow has been a, you know, obviously um, when Stearman and, and Sarah have had, you know, not so great games, people have been calling for him given how, how he was good against Forest. What, what have you kind of made of him? I know he's only he played at the weekend, but he obviously played in the FA Cup. Um, mm. For me, he see, I think Edmunds Green seems a lot further along in his development. Obviously, we, we talk about loans. He went on loan to Swindon last season. And I think you can just tell he's a bit further ahead. But what have you made of Critchlow? Like, have you been impressed with him? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, I, I agree with your comment about the loan. I think that's a very valuable loan to go to a League Two team who, who win the league and, and get promotion like that. Um, you know, in, in terms of not just on the pitch, off the pitch as well, in terms of that development. I think it would be better for both of them speaking, obviously, and this is probably where the Keo rumours come in, whether you like them or not, is to play alongside someone with a bit more experience and someone who can guide you through. Um, so when you look behind them as well, it's Schofield, who's young and making a few mistakes. To the left, it's Toffolo, who you know is, was the captain at the weekend, probably not someone a year ago you'd have said would be the captain. You know, Pippa, new to English football, I feel a bit sorry, not sorry for him, but I feel that their development will be being a little bit hindered by that. Critchlow in, in particular, obviously, there's a lot to like about him. Athletically, um, you know, he's got massive potential, obviously. And obviously, being left-footed or being able to play on that left side really will help him get, you know, left-sided centre-backs are hard to come by. So, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been... To say the difficult situation that I feel that, that, that he's in in particular... I don't think he's letting anyone down hugely at all, you know. And I think you look at the strikers he played against at the weekend and had a hard time. But, you know, it wasn't like standing out thinking he's way out of his depth. So, you know, I think that there's a point in all young players when I, especially through my experience, particularly centre-backs and defenders, they have to go through a bit of pain to realise and learn. Now, the problem is, that's why I genuinely think, you know, going a bit deeper into it, you don't tend to see as many debuts or easy debuts for defenders because obviously the errors that they make and keepers, they're goals usually. So it's easier to play a young centre mid or a young winger or you know even a young full back. So when you get into centre backs and, and keepers, it's, it is a little bit more difficult. So yeah, I think it's um, it's, they've done okay, all things considering. I think they're in a difficult situation. Um, what what's what's your take on not just that but obviously the other lads do you think that's 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 a problem going forward or i think it's tricky you know we looked obviously again we're not we're not really a review podcast but you look at Schofield's mistake at the weekend and it's to be expected of a young goalkeeper but i think as long as they learn from that mistake and like you say you know, Schofield making that mistake is going to result in a goal. Whereas, you know, if we played Kieran Phillips, for example, and he fluffs the chance, it's, it's not going to be as, as costly potentially, or you can't point to that as the reason we lost the game. Um, yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think my issue is, and then again, this is probably more for, for a wider debate, but I think if the squad was a bit more, you know, if we didn't have so many injuries and some of these lads could probably do out with going out on a loan and then breaking into the team next season. But, you know, to, to look at it from a positive perspective, you know, that must be great for them to be getting chances. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win... Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. In, in the first team in the championship and, you know, getting thrown into, like you say, a high-pressure situation, you're either going to sink or swim, aren't you? So, yeah, I've, been, I've been impressed with, impressed with Critchlow. Um, yeah, I, yeah, sorry. He's one of those you want to root for as well, isn't he? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm firmly rooting for him uh, for definite. Definitely. And speaking of rooting uh, for players, we're going to go back to former players now, Chris. Do you like that little segue? That was smooth, wasn't it? Nice, smooth, that slick. Very slick. So slick that I had to mention it, which made it unslick. Yeah, anyway, it's returned. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go to Return to the Mac, um, former town player. Chris, you'll be amazed to know, as will the listeners, I have not picked a 16 17 playoff player. Can you believe I, I, it, mate? I smell a rat. Something's so much wrong. There's got to be a, there's got to be a twist in this tale. Well, well, do you want to? Should we? Um, before I'll come to you first, and then I'll reveal mine for a bit of drama. But actually, before I do, Matt did get in touch with us um, to tell us who his player pick is going to be. And I think he's done this to be a little bit cheeky, but he's gone for Dwayne Holmes. Uh, I wonder why, Chris. I wonder why he's picked that player. No comment. No comment. He's a cheeky lad, isn't he? Mysterious Matt at the minute. Mysterious Matt being a bit cheeky. So, yeah, <laughs> interesting. I wonder why he's gone for that. Let's see where he comes out uh, on, on the poll. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what about yourself, Chris? Are you going to be equally as mysterious or are you going to... Uh, no, I, well, I'm going to be doing, you know, my, my typical thing of going for players who are maybe old, like, out, not, not within the most recent decade, and I'm going to keep up with that. I mean, we mentioned we both mentioned at the beginning uh, the centre backs for Millwall, and I know we've mentioned as well uh, Fraser Campbell, who's you know he, he's really sort of been done exceptionally well with the workload that he's had, um, and obviously does an extremely selfless job for the team. I just think up front we maybe want that this week someone who can match it with them a little bit and be a big strong focal point. So if there is an out ball needed for the centre backs. Or the or we want to play a little bit longer over the press or whatever. There is an option to mix it up. So I'm going to go for back. To, he had a, he had this one of the few players who was had two separate spells at the club, one at Leeds Road and then one at the down at the Mac. Now that player is the one and only Ify Anora. Um, oh. Ify was just an he's just an absolute tank and obviously a powerhouse. But in that first spell. You know, he was, he, from my memory, just really like raw and electric, you know, could really get down the sides, but also, you know, deal with that physical aspect of the game. So I think his outlet would maybe take a little bit of, you know, be a strong focal point 
And I think it would, you know, I think like you mentioned there, yeah, obviously Aaron's, Lewis O'Brien, Bakuna, whoever plays on the opposite side, just to let, he would allow them just that little bit more time and space and freedom just to be, you know, to be a little bit more creative in behind there. So that's what I've gone for, mate. So now the big drum roll, the big reveal, who is, who is this mystery, not promotion season man? Well, Chris, if I said to you, our carpets are filthy because we've got Novak. Nice, mate. Nice, yeah, mate. Yeah, I've gone for Lee Novak. So I was, I was digging around and um, I didn't realise, but you know, this obviously the playoff final against Sheffield United um, that season, he got 17 goals, did Lee Novak, which I was quite surprised about in all comps. So I, I, did, I did like him, to be honest, as well. That's kind of when I you know, was a bit younger and, and, and into town and... Yeah, I, I always kind of rated him, and I thought he was a bit a bit underrated. I mean, he's he's a, is he at Bradford now? Still, yeah, he's still playing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the reason I've kind of chosen him for this game, um, I think again we've talked about how Campbell's not prolific, but I'm not certainly Novak was you know exactly prolific, but Campbell does a lot of the hard work, and I do wonder if he had someone like Lee Novak, you know, alongside him, um, maybe we could get a bit more. A bit more kind of you know uh, busyness up front, and maybe get some chances off. Because again, you look at look at the weekend, one shot on target. I think we need someone to have a you know have more a punt at goal. And uh, yeah, I've gone for I've gone for Novak. Um, nice mate, I like that one. Obviously, so like like I mentioned there about Fraser, so a very selfless player, Lee, but who's so popular in the dressing room as well. And someone another again, someone who's come from non league, and you want you really want them to do well. Um, so yes, that's a fair one, that mate. There can be no criticism of that pick from me this week. I'm interested to to see what everyone else thinks of it. To be fair, but um, so moving on then, what what yeah. are you saying? Who are you playing? What's going on? Because there's so many injuries at the minute. What's your thoughts? Well, Chris, before before we do that, I actually have got. Um, we managed to catch up with the Millwall fan. You're just so eager to talk about the team lineup, mm. but. Uh, I spoke to one of the guys from that Millwall podcast uh, earlier about the game, and this is what they had to say. And we're recording. Right, I'm joined on the line now by Omar from that Millwall podcast. Omar, how are you? Not too bad, Brady. Thanks for bringing me on. No, thanks for thanks for coming on, mate. It's always good to have the the fan opinion. It means people get uh, to hear less from me. So um, anyway, so obviously we've got the the game in midweek. Um, just wanted to ask you, really. Um, Given when we played you last season, um, obviously you beat us four one, and you were you were quite close to the playoffs, and um, it doesn't seem to be going that well this season. Can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's um, maybe the manager's a bit of a victim of his own successes last season, but obviously we went through a bit of a change last year with uh, club legend Neil Harris leaving around October time. Um, Rowett comes in and we have an immediate sort of bounce, really. I think from October till like at least January time, we was flying. Um, results of we were picking up on the road. It was quite impressive to watch and he brought in this new staff play. And I think going into this season, I think um, maybe because of that sort of, high so to speak uh, maybe there's a lot of pressure and a lot of expectation and I think this year it's, it's, it's not been great watching to be honest with you the last 15 games I think we've only won one game and you know there's a real slump at the minute so it's kind of yeah I mean we, we've strengthened well we signed a couple of players like to Troy Parrott from Tottenham players that we thought could come in and like make the difference score some goals for us unfortunately for the manager we've had a couple of injuries 
Parrott came in, got injured. We signed Kenzo Hall, who's now going back to West Brom for the moment. He also got injured after a couple of games. So, yeah, it's, it's you could say he's been a bit unlucky, but at the same time, just the run of form's not been impressive of late. Yeah, you, you mentioned the injuries, but um, just, just talking about Rowett, is he still kind of popular among the Millwall fans or is he is he under quite a lot of pressure at the moment? It's a, it's a real split fan base. We um we asked the question on Saturday night and I think we had like 700, 800 votes and it was 50-50 straight down the middle. So it's um it's, it's, it's a bit of a hard one at the moment. I think it's understandable. Obviously, we've only won one in 15. And I think a lot of people were watching this style of play that he's trying to implement and we could just see it's not working. We're playing five defenders, trying to pass the ball around, trying you know make a difference like in a different kind of style of play. Um, maybe something Huddersfield have gone through obviously since we saw you guys last season to this season. But you could just see there's no effectiveness to it, and I think a lot of people are just kind of losing their patience with it and maybe want a, a return to a, a Millwall style of play, quote unquote. But um, yeah, I think by that we mean just obviously a bit more kind of direct and up and up players, so to speak. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, I suppose this is a good time to come on to the game, uh, game in midweek. So what, what are you kind of expecting from the match? Because, again, just from a Huddersfield perspective, we've got a lot of injuries. So I think it might be a bit of um, a short-term pain at the moment for us. But looking at you, your form, as you touched on, um, it kind of looks on paper like a good time to play you guys. But what are you thinking from the game? Yeah, I mean, we're not quite sure if it's something inside the club or inside the squad that's kind of causes to run a form but a lot of people I mean it's quite a middle way of looking at it but we, we just don't we can't see it changing we think it's going to go from bad to worse doom to gloom and I think um you know it it doesn't look great at the moment for us I think if if we get some changes to the side I think we will have to after the Saturday's game where we lost 3-1 to Forest and got turned over by them um by all counts, really. I think there will be changes and maybe that could be a little bit of a spark and hopefully bring a, a revival it just depends on what sort of lineup we go for and how we set up really. If we play to kind of sit back and defend and maybe try and get you on a counter attack, that might be a success. But I think a lot of us just want to see us kind of go out there and just, you know, see the players give a 10 out of 10 for effort really and see if that can take us somewhere. You mentioned your injuries and obviously your form's not been too great either, but I think for us, we just, we don't look like scoring goals and, that, and that's something that needs to change. No, I mean, same with us at the moment, mate. So it might not be a, a good game from the neutral. Um, so, so moving on from that, what uh, what do you think the score prediction is going to be? I know this is always a, an interesting one because uh, when I do it, it tends to be miles off, but what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's a hard one to say at the moment. I really don't know what to expect. If if I get a lineup that I'd be happy with and confident about, and, and by that I mean maybe change from a five at the back to four defenders and maybe go for two strikers up top, a 4-4-2 four, four, sort of thing with a couple of wingers, we might be able to give you a good game. I think if, if we come away with a draw, which is obviously quite a negative thought there, I suppose, but as long as we don't get beat, I think that for us would be a, a good result. So I'll, I'll go for a 1-1 a one -one draw. That's what I'll go for. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-1 win, but I think you might be uh, more <laughs> right than me. But uh, no, that's great, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, Chris, I know you were very eager to talk about the... Uh, to the lineup, so I'll let you go first, mate. Um, if you if you want to, because for me, I've not I've not actually changed the lineup really, just because again, um, kind of needs most. But yeah, I think that's a good point. There's not much to change at the, the minute. Uh, obviously, you've got maybe maybe Wardy who made the bench um, to try and fit in one of those front three positions potentially. I think sometimes it can be obviously having worked in in situations where there are you know lack of options. And a game like this, where sometimes you can overthink games like this, you know, it's home game, you probably should be winning. 
but you know it's not a given they're going to make it difficult um, and you're on a bit of a hiding to nothing, really. One of the first games where I probably be expected to, to win. You can sometimes overthink them. So maybe the actual thing of, right, just lets me need to roll the same thing out again can sometimes help a manager. You know, I've been in situations where because you've not got really much option with the starting 11 or the options to come into the team, you actually spend a little bit more time thinking about how you can tailor it to those specific players rather than thinking, oh, if I put him in, what will that do? And that can sometimes, you know, lead to a few more more decisions than than maybe you need, really. The the interesting one I know we've mentioned it last time, obviously the manager mentioned it is uh, is high. Obviously, mm-hmm. again, we mentioned someone who's gone away to a fairly decent level on loan and come back, a bit like Lewis O'Brien did, and obviously a bit like uh, Romani did. Um that that could potentially be one to, to freshen it up if they did want to say move Lewis O'Brien or Bakuna back up into the front three. Uh, or, or to one of those wide positions. So that would be another option as well. Um, but yeah, the, the, not really much for me. So if you're not changing it either, what, what are you saying for how the game's going to go and, and the score? Well, like you mentioned earlier, and your stats from now is having a look, look as well. Like you said, Millwall don't start, um, start well and don't really score. So I think, again, they're under pressure. Um I think what we have seen from Corbran is they tend to give it a go for the first ten and then ease off a bit. Um, so I, you know, I that's how I hope they start. They start on the front foot because I do think we can we can catch them off guard. Um, I think this season I, we've we've talked about it a lot off air, but it's that game management. You know, when they're on top, is making sure they get the second goal and just calm things down a bit. Um, and again, I think, again, because of injuries, I think that might be a bit of the same old and same old. I don't think this will be a great game. Um, but I can see us winning it. I can see us a 2-1 again. I think it's going to be a bit like the Blackburn game where we look quite good for large spells and then they'll get back into it. But hopefully we have enough. And like you say, um, you know, for me, I hope this is a game where Ward, you know, if he doesn't start, he comes on and he gets a goal because I think he really needs a goal, to be honest, to kind of mm. get, get up and running. Um, so I've gone for a 2-1, really. But, um, yeah, I saw some some weird people saying um, Schofield, you know, because he had that mistake, you know, maybe he should be be replaced. But you, you can't do that, to you know, after one mistake. You know, he's, nah. he's, got, to, he's got to play his, his way back in. And he's a great shot stopper, to be fair. You know, um, there's other bits of his game he needs to improve. So I, I've kept him. But, yeah, back three as well. It'll be interesting to see, though, because obviously we talk about the Keogh and uh, and Holmes rumours. You know, we could even sign him ahead of this game. So who knows? And might make a yeah. difference on the bench. But uh, I've, I've prepared the team without without them. Um, but what about, what about you, mate? How do you, how do you see the game going? I'm really sort of... Well, I, I see it being very cagey, very tight. Like you say, when managers are under pressure... You can normally tell from the other team. I think, obviously, with those, again, you're having that not a great result and the injuries and whatnot. I think it's going to be cagey. I'd be amazed if it wasn't nil-nil at half-time. And I think, like I said earlier on, I think for us to... If we score early in that period of time, I think it gives us a huge advantage. Um, I see there being one goal in the game. And you know what? I still can't put my finger exactly on why. I just have a feeling, you know, sometimes when you come again up against a team who've only won one in 12 and only one away game in the last X and they need a win, you know, sometimes it's these games that they just manage to get one. That's the one that turns it round. And that might be me, just a little bit of pessimism coming out. But one nil either way, um, 
I'll I'll say one nil to town. I'll say one nil to town. But I think it could easily be one of those, especially if their game plan is effective in in sort of trying to bully our centre backs. Loads of set pieces on Schofield, loads of set pieces and long balls onto them. It could be a game where they could cause us problems, and the expectation is on is on us to go win it. So it's going to be one goal either way, nil nil at half time, um, and I'm going to hope, and I, I th- hopefully we'll, we'll be the one to get it. Yeah, here's hoping. I think you might be right, mate. And like you say, the classic cliche: the longer uh, the longer we go without a score, the more it plays into into the opposition's hands. But anyway, we we both predicted a win, so let's hope we do get our first win of the year. Um, here's hoping it, it's. I think it's going to get uh, worse before it gets better at the moment with all the injuries. But you know, anyway, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed on Wednesday. But um, yeah, that's it for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. And, uh, yeah, check in with us next time. Oh, what a night Late in May in 2017 Shinder scored, it was a happy dream What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League Greatest sights in Georgia squared at sea What an evening, what a night Oh, I I got a funny feeling when he walks And a fans And then The commentator yelled he takes that chance So safe and mesmerizing me Low, low charge and flattened old Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh, I I got a funny feeling when he Yelled, he takes our chance Oh, what a night Oh, what a night Oh, what a night Oh, what a night Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, nut nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.